Slash Dupe episode 21. Hello and welcome to Slash Dupe, the mysterious movie pitching podcast with a twist. Each member of today's podcast has been given the same movie or TV title, some time to prepare and has come to the table to pitch their own unique take on that title. As always, I'm joined by my Slash Dupe regulars and co-hosts Dan and Ryan, and one of them is the dupe today, and after the break we'll be hearing a very special pitch from the dupe. The dupe is the one person at the table who has not been given the title in advance, and they'll have to improvise their idea at the end of the show, following everybody else's. So, uh, Sean, enlighten me. Um, what is a slash dupe? I'm glad you asked. Um, and I'm glad that you asked to be enlightened, because that's what we do here in Slash Dupe. We, uh, we enlighten those. Um, we, uh, we, we enlighten everybody in every stage of their journey uh, in film. A Slash Dupe is a film that's in the very early stages of post-production. It's a rough, unfinished version. It's usually in black and white, and it functions as the building blocks of what a film can become. Thank you for asking that question, Elliot. Um, You're you are our guest for Slash Dupe today. How are you feeling? How you f don't tell the, uh, us the idea, uh, the title. We don't, want to know, we don't want to hear it yet. We're not ready. The dupe doesn't want to hear it. But how are you? Are you ready for today? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm a little bit nervous, but yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm ready for good. it. Good, it's good. Well, it's high stakes. It's high stakes in this yeah. game. I'm, I'm wearing an intimidating bunch as well. So, you know, like, I, I get yeah. it, I get it. So I, I'm just a little bit curious. What is, um, if I win, or whoever wins, what is the prize? Is well, bragging rights. Um, bragging rights, of course, exposure. Yeah. It's exposure, that's what yeah. you pay you. Pay you in exposure. Um, but I'm sure Dan and Ryan can illuminate you. Uh, welcome, Dan. Welcome, Ryan. Please tell Elliot what, you can, uh, what happens to his idea or any idea that goes forward after the end of this episode. So if you win this episode, Elliot, you, your idea will be put into a pool which will be put in front of an adjudicator at the end of this heat. We've only got two episodes or uh, three episodes left, I think. Yes, three episodes left mm -hmm. in this in this final final quarter. Uh, then the your idea will be pitched to the adjudicator from the with the other group of six. They will then decide which one goes into the grand final. And at the end of the grand final, we'll have four winners and two wild cards. And we will. Yeah, listen, we haven't decide. found a very snappy way of explaining no, we it. Have but we? we don't have to. We don't have to. You know? <laughs> essentially, it. essentially, it goes up against um, the rest of our winners, and the and the overall winner becomes a film trailer so we will actually make the complete winning idea of this season into uh, a movie trailer and we'll put it on youtube for everybody to or other streaming platforms available we'll put it up there for everybody to see um so we'll yeah so your idea has to survive three rounds elliot yeah. once versus sean once versus an adjudicator mm -hmm. and once versus a grand finalist yeah, that's a very high then yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how are you? So you've had some time to prepare. Did you come uh, to us with one idea, Elliot, or have you had a couple of ideas in the background? What did one just rise out, or how's it? How's it sort of worked for you to come up to the idea you got today? Yeah. Well, I just had my morning coffee. Just had a little bit of a ramble. The first one I got out, not so great. Second one, I just kept on going. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with the second one. Okay. All right. I like that. Um, well, I'll, I think now is the time to reveal the title. Uh, the title for today's Slash Dupe is Master of Ceremonies. That is Master of Ceremonies. And mm. a surprise for this episode. Well, not that much of a surprise, really. But I am not taking the reins of the dupe. Uh, I've given that to Dan as he is a busy, Very graciously. busy, 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 busy man. And busy so needs to funnel all of his time into that 
rather than thinking of a, of a grand idea. So, uh, and to be fair, his dupe ideas have won before. So, you know, this is... Uh, have they? I think Gosh, they have. Probably. That's a surprise. I mean, to be fair, every idea is a dupe idea, really. <laughs> but um, you do them so much better. Thank you. Uh, I, bow, I bow to the... I will probably come up with one idea at the best. You normally come up with like eight. It's very true. So, fair play. Yes, um, and who am I? I'm Sean, your peerless moderator, and at the end of the episode, as you already know, I will be selecting a winner to decide uh, which idea goes through to the heat. So, talking of duping and, you know, who comes to, you know, their table with a couple of ideas or half an idea as, as usual, our guest often uh, sort of surprises us with a, with a, a sort of wealth of of information and uh, I've heard that you've got a couple of pages for your idea Elliot so I'm very very excited to hear your idea for I think it's fair for you to go first isn't it master of ceremonies give us your uh, give us your slash dupe okay so um I was looking up master of ceremonies and I found out that it's used a lot in weddings to kind of describe what I liked the the word was the loudest person in the room so I kind of rolled with that and I took it kind of a little bit literally. So it basically is about a guy who has what is known as cap rock syndrome. So he can only shout. He can only project his voice incredibly loud. Right, okay. And, uh, that's what Ryan like... has, is it? Yeah. What? That's, that's undiagnosed, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he goes through his life like this and obviously it doesn't go too well. And uh, lo and behold, later in life, he finds someone with the opposite syndrome. So it's lowercase syndrome. And it's this girl who can barely whisper. And uh, they fall in love. But it's not easy because they come from complete opposites. It's really hard for them to communicate. It's really hard for them to do anything. But yeah, in the end, they decide that off their own backs, in secret, they go and get an operation to get their voice box changed. It's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet kind of fashion thing, where mm -hmm. one of them changes their voice the opposite way, and the other one does the opposite, so then they've just completely switched. And it, Do it they know that the other person's going to get it done? Or did they go no, off and think, no, secret, romantically and they, we're going to go... They're going to go surprise yeah. them, and then, okay. yeah, they've, uh, they've changed, and then that's how it ends. <laughs> but, yeah, um, so... <laughs> so I had it... Um, the idea is, like... Uh, Kind of, it's like a you know the like mid two thousands when you had those string of like really cheesy, really bad oh, comedies, the yeah, rom coms yeah. kind of stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. So I thought it was like the genre is kind of like that, mm -hmm. and uh, so you got really bad jokes in there. And uh, I had it where I didn't have a particular director in mind. I kind of made up the director. So oh, okay. um, so the director basically was sick of seeing these kind of. He was very kind of film literate. He was sick mm -hmm. of seeing like all these different like uh, rom coms, which was just terrible. So he decided to make like a parody, kind of mocking it, like a very mm -hmm. self-aware kind of rom-com. But he died during development. So oh, he, shit, this was... is interesting. All right. <laughs> He's gone serious. Like I like it. Oh, yeah, I, I love, love it. it. I love it. <laughs> he handed over the project to his brother. Well, his brother took command of it because his brother talked to him about it and they were really good. They're really close. So he took over the film production. But he um, was a bit of an alcoholic, which kind of went a bit worse after his brother's death. And he wasn't very film literate. So when he read the script, a lot of the things went over his head. So in the process of like trying to make it like a jab at like uh, just cheesy like rom-com films, he ended up making a cheesy rom-com film. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but then you have some bits of the film which are like, they seem self-aware, 
but like because the original director wrote it like that but then it's executed mm -hmm. so poorly where it just doesn't you're not quite sure if it's like and um, like a meta joke or not mm -hmm. and yeah uh, I think that's most of it. God, that's yeah, but that's fascinating. So there's so so really, what you're saying is when people watch this film, that what they're really doing is they're they're watching it and they're thinking, God, that was so almost good. I can almost see what they were going for there. Yeah. But then actually, so you know, you're just getting a standard rom com fare. But beneath yeah. it is maybe just the little nuggets of maybe how it could have turned out if he sort of lived to see it through. Yeah, pretty much. And then that. So I want to some of the actors as well. So. The original mm -hmm. cast wanted to be Jim Carrey, but obviously they came into budget constraints, so they got. Yeah, of course Reeves. they did. <laughs> yeah, I can't really imagine Keanu Reeves being loud, to be honest. So I thought <laughs> it's just kind of like the perfect kind of casting. Brilliant. And yeah, well, uh, well, he's about to have a renaissance. Anyway, I'll say renaissance. He's already had his renaissance, but it's about yeah. to go down, isn't it? With uh, Matrix and John Wick. 4 yeah, all definitely not. So this film so will be found, won't the they? They'll dr yeah. they'll pull it out of the archives when you know when Matrix Four comes out. <laughs> mm -hmm. They'll pull Master of Ceremonies out. So, so Keanu Reeves is playing the loud one. He's playing the yep. dude. He's playing. Okay, well, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So is he sort of desperate like to play against type or something? He's desperate to sort of do something different after Bill and Ted or something. Is that what? Is that what you're going for? Yeah, a little bit. I just kind of um, every time I've seen Keanu Reeves in something, he kind of plays the really serious. Mm. I guess not Bill and Ted. But like, I guess since Matrix, <laughs> Matrix kind of, for me, gave him that kind of serious tone. I think there's something else I've seen him in, I can't remember what it is, where he was just a really serious character. And I just yeah, can't imagine sure. him just raising his voice constantly. I think he's very kind of, seems quiet and reserved. Mm -hmm. Must so, have been Johnny yeah, Mnemonic. That was what it must have been. <laughs> I like that. Well, who's, off, who's opposite him then? Who's, who's his female co-lead? See, this is what I was, I, I don't know. So I was, I was looking through a list of like uh, mid 2000s, like, uh, comedy like actresses and um, i just couldn't i just kind of ran out of time when i was doing this bit so yeah we can figure that out later maybe maybe, maybe it's a mid-2000s uh comedian mm. like a loud comedian of the time yeah who would have would be that was the director's idea wasn't it get someone who's normally quiet and put them in the loud role and get someone who's normally loud and maybe used to being present and taking taking stage and like giving them the diminished role as mm. it were that feels we, like who do we think that would have been in the 2000s though that's the thing it's tough know. isn't it yeah i'm young I don't, I you know, I yeah it is isn't it Damn and then, would it be know. american or as well because <laughs> that would be that would double down on it, i was going to drop it i was going to say drew barrymore she did she did a couple didn't she but then she's neither too loud nor too quiet she's in a weird gulf yeah, in she's between it's just hard. wonderful yeah it's hard to define what if it's God? Uh, well, and also you need an actress Cox? of stature that can, you know, I don't, and I mean this. However you feel about Keanu Reeves, whether his stature to you is high or low, uh, it's high for me, but it could be low for you. Like mm -hmm. someone that's, that's his equal and opposite, right? Someone that can sort of. I mean, if we're talking two right thousands, what, what about what about Courtney Cox, as an actress? That's 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 a good yeah, idea. That's a that's shout, good, isn't yeah. it? Because like I think because we're quite used to her, like you know, she would have just come off of Friends, where there's lots of screaming in it, right? You know, she does a lot of screaming, didn't she? So she's, you know, and she's quite well known for that. So I think that's that's quite that that would be an interesting. Uh, Part of me that. thinks you could have pulled you could pull any of the three leads from Friends, yeah. couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Like it's a, I almost like that there was like a casting revolving door where they all went for it like who, who do you think out of the three of them would have the most chemistry with Keanu Reeves that's the thing 
you know. My, my, I know honestly, Lisa Kudrow, I she, I mean, remember, she's the only award winner of a lot of them, isn't she? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Why? What did she so, win the award so, for? Scream. I don't know, but it two. was something what really, was it? it was really cool. Like, she, she, she's the only one as well, I think. Um, let me have, let's have a look, shall we? Let's have a quick she Google. Must have, I know that she won something. I know. So, Gosh. Elliot, what's the? So, how do the? So, so, run me back through the. Run me back through some of the plot. How do these two meet each other? Old. Did um, you say upper uppercase syndrome? Is that what it's called? Caps lock syndrome. Is caps what I went for. Syndrome. The loud guy. The lowercase syndrome for the whisper. I couldn't really think of a better way to put it. There's not really a kind of opposite of a caps lock. I guess lowercase doesn't sound good, does it? Uppercase, yeah. lowercase sort of makes sense. And then caps lock is sort of what it's called colloquially. It would feel right, yeah. right? Is uppercase feels like what they might call, the doctor might call it. But like, you know, his mates will call it be like caps lock would be like his nickname or something, wouldn't it? You know, that'd be <laughs> something that they sort of refer to him as. Yeah. Caps lock. I love it. I actually might start calling some of my friends that are really loud caps lock. Caps lock. Oh, my, my house like that. <laughs> yeah, we'll cite you, Elliot. Friend of friend, friend, uh, previous previous winner of the uh, of the pod, Andy Fernandez, just got a very loud, very loud voice. Very loud voice. He was talking about um, talking about Stormzy in Croydon, and someone across the street responded to him, just like in a normal <laughs> conversation. Is that and that genuinely that's the truth, and it was ridiculous. You've got to say good things about Stormzy in Croydon, though. I hope he wasn't bad mouthing him when he was walking through Croydon. That's a dangerous thing to do. No, no, he was just he was just talking about the way that he uh, was playing at um, Box Park, and then someone oh, literally right, was like, okay. "Yeah, he did it twice." <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's absolutely so ridiculous. I this is really interesting, actually. That you that, uh, honestly, we haven't talked about this beforehand, but I last night I rented. And this is like, mm. you're going to trick, this is a confession, okay? I'm not <laughs> proud of it. $7.99 I paid. I didn't rent it, I bought, I, I, I bought it. $7.99 mm. I paid for the 4K version, like it makes a difference, of yeah. Not Another Teen Movie. So I I don't know if you've seen it, Elliot. Is, is that in 4K? It. Has it been digitally remastered to be in 4K? It's, it doesn't it, look like it's been digitally remastered. It's one of the scary movie, kind of, with a disaster movie in Super Heroes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think one of those, I, the weird branch of comedies where they just kept on making them. We're like, why? Yeah. No one yes. wants this anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no one Absolutely. wanted it to begin yeah. with, I don't think. Um, just about a scary movie probably was palatable. And then, so not another teen movie was like, so I remember it as being really good. Um, I watched it again and it wasn't. All right, I just want to put it that way. Um, about 20% of it were, were like really well paid off gags and some stuff to do with it because I think they rewrote it to to... Which is quite interesting that you said it, that your idea has gone through sort of two rewrites as well. So when they first did Not Another Teen Movie, it was just a crass sort of Van Wilder style, um, American Pie style sort of like raunchy comedy um, made to take the, the piss out of rom-coms of the time. Um, Ten Things I Hate About You, Pretty Pink, all that, all that sort of stuff. And then what they did is they, she's all that. Um, then what they did is they went back and they sort of thought, all right, well, look, because it just was ahead of the wave, right? It was just ahead of the scary movie wave and everything. Um, they said, let's let's put some retro stuff in there. Let's bring Molly Ringwald in. Let's make it a bit like The Breakfast Club. Let's bring a few things in. So it's like some of it's really good still. Some of the jokes are good. Um, and Ryan and I were just chatting about it today. <laughs> and some mm. of the gags are really good. Um, some of them are just horrendous. Like it starts with her like masturbating with a ridiculous rampant rabbit and then like the priest comes in because it's her birthday 
and then it shoots out, the vibrator shoots out and lands in the cake and like cake goes over everybody, right? Her grandparents and her dad and it's just like, that's how which, it starts. Which at the time was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, which at the time was hilarious. <laughs> and I was watching with my fiance going, oh, I used to love this when I was a kid, thinking <laughs> it's definitely going to hold up, right? It's going to be fine. And it starts like that. So, um, but then luckily, like, there's some really good stuff in there. There's some good satire. Uh, and then the rest of it is, um, uh, it's not quite smart enough to make fun of what it's trying to make fun of. So I say that because it's interesting that your film sort of um, starts with someone trying to sort of lampoon and sort of send up these sort of comedies. And then it's actually, I don't know if, is this how you meant it? It's actually kind of sad that it actually ended up like a complete, like an actual rom-com or is that yeah, is that bittersweet it's, it's an, i don't it's know it's an ironic twist of fate with yeah kind of like he died he died and his vision tried to live on through his brother but his brother was so kind of uh so just completely ignorant to what his brother was actually trying to do that it yeah. just went in the opposite yeah. he was trying to parody so yeah i just thought it was quite funny yeah, quite sad. It yeah, is. but it's bittersweet, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, does he honor? Does he honor his brother in the film somehow? I would feel like in that scenario he'd go because, considering I think that he sounds like the lesser talented of the two, maybe, or or at least the lesser. He's not, he's interested in a different thing than his brother. Mm. Um, would he think? How would he honor his brother in the film? How would he go? I'm gonna. Don't worry, bro. I've got you in, in this movie. I'll honor you in this way. Would he? name a character after him would he have a scene you know would he name the high school after him or whatever i don't know i'm just thinking yeah know, i don't know office I, mean, block. I think maybe i think maybe trying to make a scene dedicated towards him but like butchering it completely <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah appropriate <laughs> yeah it's completely ruining it yeah <laughs> yeah well, but, um sorry go no no go ahead. go ahead all right yeah so um i kind of had the idea that you know like you know like the room you know it became like a cult cult film because it was so bad, it was good. So yeah. I kind of had the idea that it kind of has a cult following as well. And people are kind of oh, okay. demand for the sequel. Oh. But no one knows where the director is. He hasn't been seen in like 10 years. Oh, oh, there's layers to this, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 kind of went down a little rabbit hole here. But that's what, that's what happens when I get coffee in my system. So, <laughs> <laughs> so did it make money? Because that might answer the question to a degree of where this guy went. Did he take his winnings and, and just run out of the industry? Or did it did it flop at the time, and so he sort of just left to sort of let it die down? Where what are you what are you thinking? So I was thinking at the time it flopped. So you know, mm -hmm. like when you go to the cinema, and or I don't know if you ever have, like some people just go to the cinema and they just be like, "What's on?" and they just see like, "Oh, that's a random mm -hmm. film. Sounds fun. Let's go see it." That's what it became, and that's no one really like talked about it at the time. But as time went on, people started to talk about it more. Uh, just became a cult film. Well, at, at, at the mm. Prince Charles, which um, Sean's a member of, and, you know, they do the room... Um, I can't think of the right term for it. Residencies. Yeah. They do, like, residencies they do, they for that, do it every they? sort of year a couple you, of times. But and you've been back to... Wise, though, doesn't he, and does, like, a little Q&A. Yeah. But you've been to, like, mysterious movie nights where you don't actually know what the film is, mm -hmm. and then the guy gets up, or the curator gets up and talks about it, and then you watch it. And so yeah. that could maybe be like where some of this resurgence happened in this, where it's like, yeah, uh, you know, I heard about like this, like I love to find it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's, that's a good we idea. I don't know that's what happened you... to the director. <laughs> but then at one time he's like fabled to come back, isn't he? He's like one time, no, he said he's going to attend this premiere of this, of this, you know, of this film, this, this screening of this film. He said he's going to turn up. You know, would he turn up, this director? 
to master of ceremonies, the cheesy mid mid two thousands rom com. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I want to I want to swing back to the plot of the film. So how yeah. do the how does the loud and the the quiet how do they meet each other? You know. So I had the idea that he kind of works as a he works in factories for a bit, trying to get some money because he can't really do many jobs in customer service. He definitely can't get a job because like, that wouldn't work. He wanted to be an actor, but like he was great at some of the roles, but mm-hmm. then they were like, "We're gonna tone it down a bit." And he'd be like, "What?" <laughs> Obviously, it's not gonna work. So he um, librarian he got... straight out. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, librarian comes at this point. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, there's a um. He gets a job uh, doing, you know, like uh, before the band starts or like after the band finishes and you've got that guy just hyping up the stage. So he did that for a bit just so he could like hype up the audience because he's just so loud. Everyone's so drunk. Everyone loves him. But when he gets <laughs> on the stage, they can't really hold a conversation with him. But that's where he initially meets this quiet girl. It's kind of, and she works at a library because it just works. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So the library does sense. come into it. Yeah. yeah. So how does he go into the library? Is this because knowing what so he's no, he like? Meets, he meets her at this um, at one of the gigs because afterwards oh, okay. he's done okay. the thing and she's just sense. like she tries to. Oh yeah, this was another thing. So um, he tries to speak. She tries to speak to him, but he, he can't really hear her. And that was another issue, a major glaring issue of the film. The audio was so bad that they had to reissue <laughs> the film because uh, the dialogue couldn't be heard. They had to put subtitles onto the actual uh-huh. um, the reissues because they had so many complaints that no one could actually understand what she was saying. <laughs> Full into so, Yeah, that was, an, that was another thing I forgot to mention, <laughs> yeah. actually. No, I love it. I love it. Is this, is this because they were, trying to be, they were trying to be smart and make her so quiet that were like, oh, they're like, the audience will get it. They'll get it while she's so quiet. It'll be fine. Like Bane, it's fine. It's like from Batman. It's fine that you can't hear anything he says. It's, it's supposed to be like that, you know? It's... it's but they just went, so they went too far, did they? Just went with it, yeah. 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 <laughs> I love they it. They probably did a thing, the sound, the sound like designer was like, what we're going to do is we're going to get the boom mic right close to Keanu. So all the shots of Keanu are like this close on his face because the boom's like here. <laughs> or they maybe they mic him up secretly. And for her, like the boom mic, like it's miles away. Smiles, and then they'll get that feeling that she just yeah, can't project. Yeah, they thought they were making this so, amazing. Yeah, film. so there's nothing <laughs> yeah. they can do post production to save it because there is no audio for them to be able to sort of like it. Um, I'm, do you yes. know what? I, I'm still curious about the actress. We're going to have to find who can stand opposite Keanu Reeves. That's that's what I want to know. Keanu Reeves to me is a titan, right? I, I I'm a huge Keanu Reeves fan even acknowledging when he's bad and how he's bad, um, it, which he is in many films, I, st- I still love him and I still, you know, like I've, 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 I have a lot of sort of respect for him. He is, he is, he's having his resurgence. He's, he's up there, isn't he? And even what back about, then, he was like a yeah. little icon. What about Rachel you Weiss? Get... Rachel Weiss is good, but mm. it's a tough one. She's, she's mostly known for sort of doing dramas or playing very early on playing the sort of much more of a wet fish role right like she was very much like the sidekick in the mummy and stuff like that right she was yeah but then straight... she did enemy at the gates you know oh, yeah she did do enemy at the enemy gates, at the gates was brilliant enemy at the gates is brilliant. she was i love that yeah just it was great there was that, that little section where they were in the dorm together yeah and you just saw the sex, sex, the sex scene, late. you mean? The but sex scene. Just, yeah, but you just, just one cheek of one bottom. And, and that was all you saw of Rachel Weiss. And that's all you needed. And it was tasteful. It was porn, tasteful. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it came out and you were like, damn, I didn't know I wanted to see this. Like, yeah, this is 
<laughs> yeah, you're right. That is. Do you know what? Kids these days, I don't know how good they have it. All we had at no, the no, time, good they got it, was a film with Ed Harris in it as well. He was in, he was in, it, in the game. And Ron yeah. Perlman. Ron Perlman. <laughs> yeah. Just desperate. A war film. English. They had English accents, didn't they? All of the. All of they're the English, Germans? but they're playing Russians. No. Oh, what's going on? But they're but, English. They speak in English, but they're Russians, aren't they? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. What about uh, Jennifer Garner or um, Liv Tyler? Okay. Of that I, time. I don't know about you, Elliot, but I f- I'm feeling Liv Tyler. When you say like one, Liv Tyler, I'm just going to do it quickly. So Liv Tyler. So, yeah, yeah, so I think it. like a lot. I mean, I know from One Night of the Calls because I'm old. But um, but people might know her from uh, Lord Armageddon. of the Rings. She was Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to close my eyes. And what's really interesting is that, that, that just, like, forgot, So she is quite sort of naturally quite sort of quietly spoken. So she'll do that part really well. But then when she goes loud at the end, it will be it will be as funny and interesting as Keanu Reeves being loud at the start. You know, I feel like as in terms of stature, she can. I can see them together. You know, I can see them on a poster. And that's but, yeah. that's what you've got to do at the end of the day. Like, if you're going to make one in a mercenary sort of Hollywood studio choice, you've got to be like, well, I can see them on a poster together. So, that's what do you think the poster would be like? Would it just be him, like, standing tall, her, like, really small? Just, like, him towering over and her, like, really... It would be great, uh, Keanu Reeves' face with a big, wide-open mouth <laughs> and her face in it. No, that's, <laughs> that's horrible. Weird. That's weird. I can kind of that's a that's a two thousands movie poster. Right it now. is though, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It, is. it would be her, it would yeah. be her. It would be her with a megaphone. And I know this. I know this doesn't work like this way. So don't at me. But it'd be her with a megaphone and him with a megaphone, but turned around. Yeah. That's the Netflix I know they don't work that way. They're both yeah. talking into the same megaphone. Yeah. 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 That's it. And we're done. <laughs> that's great. As long as you're okay uh, with that, Elliot, I'm, I think there's that's they're better poster choices than possibly we've ever had. And we started strong. This season started hey strong with posters, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. And like, it really um, did. But yeah, so your master give me some, Elliot has done it. Give me some, uh, give me some loud mouth, quiet mouth, uppercase, lowercase hijinks. What kind of things do they get up to? Um, that we sort of we would probably see in like a in like a dating montage. I imagine we'd see. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, hold on, let's go over. Like including whether she takes him to her workplace. I just I just have to see in my, you know, in the trailer. I have to see the moment where she brings him to work just for just for a moment, you know. Yeah, that that kind of has to happen, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I, I, I had a, like an idea for a scene, at least. Um, yeah. Where when they meet, he uh, it's it's just a very awkward at first, very very wooden. He keeps apologising to her. She keeps giggling and saying something, but you obviously can't. You have no idea what she's saying. And uh, this continues for three whole minutes, just back and forth. And that's uh, kind of the joke, but it's it's three minutes, so it's it's just excruciating. <laughs> so it stops becoming funny, then it becomes funny again, and then it stops. Yeah, becoming so it goes funny. between waves because it's mm-hmm. going through like both directors' kind of hand fingerprints. But yeah, and um, yeah, I had the idea for like the dating montage where they're just doing lots of things, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can't really think of it was it's just like yeah, typical dating montage. Can't really think of any ideas top of my head. <laughs> 
Well, what oh, does so so um, like the loud person would want to take you to places where you could be loud, and the quiet person would naturally want to take you to places where you could be quiet. Um, I, yeah. I don't know, Dan. Oh, yeah, they might. He might want to go to these museums. So he might oh, yeah, take her places to be famous. She'd like it. Yeah. So he would take her to an art gallery, but then how could he comment? If he, if he doesn't get it, doesn't get the art, and he's going to talk about how much he doesn't get it, and he doesn't like it. Yeah. It's gonna... Or he's and trying to show off, and he's just loudly saying completely wrong things about the painting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like the idea that he's like, I don't get this, and then the artist is like there, like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, as they're walking away, he's like, I didn't understand anything. Uh, <laughs> or they no. go to like a pottery class where they're all doing the pottery, and he, he shouts so loud that everyone's clay goes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I can see that being in the 2000s. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm. I mean, clearly, or they go like, they go like glass, I don't know, glass shopping or something like that. And he shatters all the glass. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like, oh, oh, and then, oh, what was the other one I just had in my head? They go clay pigeon shooting, but he's the one that shouts Paul. She like whispers it to him. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Just stood there for ages. Yeah. <laughs> they go paintballing paint and he keeps getting shot because she can't shout out when people are coming <laughs> around the corner flanking him. So I, 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 I want to know, just like... quickly, just, I've, uh, yeah. know, I've, got, I've got one. A little bit late to the party, but I've got one. Hold on. Um, I, sort, I sort of like the idea that he, um, you know, when you can't hear someone in a club, that's, that's where all well and good. You go, let's go to the smoking area. But they cut to the smoking area and he still can't hear a word she's saying. <laughs> it's like they're outside, it's quiet, still doesn't work. It's like he has to take her to an qu- even quieter place. But yeah, sorry, go on, Ryan. Go on. I, I, so I would find it interesting, like that's the dating montage. I think what would be interesting is how they can both support each other with the loud and quiet voice is in the thing. So I think maybe him helping her get a promotion might be good. I don't know if you can get a promotion in the library. But do you know what I mean? So like he's stuck the bigger books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, 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 you get you get the keys to the apologies to, to all our librarian friends. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. You get the keys to like the secret. Right? So she's gonna get yeah. promoted to yeah. the sort of head librarian position or something. Head librarian, yeah. Gosh. She gets the keys to like the secret area where all the tomes are hidden, you know. Yeah, where the, the, the Cthulhu tomes. And, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but that that could be interesting, like help support that and like maybe he she helps him like with meditation or something like that, you know, like the, to sort of learn to love the choir or, um, you know, like it, it, listen to the things around you. I think that would be nice to sort of see how that relationship, how they then begin to support each other in this sort of loud and quiet. But then at the same time, that's the beginnings of them then wanting the sort of, I don't know if it's envy, but then wanting to sort of then have what the other person has. So mm. it's like, I was only able to get this job because um, I'm a loud mouth. And then on the flip side, uh, I can, I, you know, I can't meditate and I can only do this because if I'm quieter. So it's like by them helping each other, they realize what they're missing or what they don't want. And then that sort of is what's leaning them towards getting this weird back, back alley surgery. Voice box alteration. Yeah. <laughs> do, they, do, they, do they do it like on the same day? Do they wake up in the hospital? Oh, that would be they wake other. up next to each other and they just mm-hmm. <laughs> they both uh either, so keanu is just like and then uh who's it we said live tyler i think live tyler, tyler yeah. It, yeah then she's just uh screaming and so then... i i very recently lost my voice really badly um it, 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 it sat... uh, 
<laughs> it's, it, sound, it genuinely sounded like I was trying to impersonate like Cletus from from The Simpsons. Yeah, it was like that. it sounded like I was putting on an impression. Um, but yeah, because I basically spent like five hours like screwing my heart out in a club. So it was. It, but it, it's actually quite a scary thing um, because you mentally, when you when you're like, I'm going to say this, and then you open your mouth, and all that comes out is ah, and it's just like it's weird. Uh, sorry, Danny, you have to you have to clip that when it when it comes into the recording, but um, or just turn it up so people give people a fright. But it's quite a strange thing. And that first time that you sort of speak, and I've had it happen to me a couple of times, and genuinely in your head, you're like, "What if I never speak again? Like this is all I've got." And so you know, I find that quite interesting to like sort of wake up and be able to have the projecting or waking up and being quiet is would probably be quite frightening. I think for 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 both of them. Yeah, yeah that's quite interesting. I've never really thought of it more as a deeper. <laughs> no, but the original, yeah, but the original would, director would have, right? That's the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the original yeah, director the would have laid all of this groundwork, right? He would have laid <laughs> all of it in, and then it just would have been all completely stamped all over by his brother, right? And yeah. just sort of like taken to a different dimension. Yeah. So, so what's what's the so they've they've switched? It's at the end. They switched voice voice voices voice voice styles, um, conditions. What does the film just end there? Or is is there more? What's what's the? And if there's a I demand could... for a sequel as well, by the way, which you told me there was, right? Where what direction would it would it go in? You think? So I guess it can go like two ways, where they just look at each other. It does a close up, and then it just does a zoom out, where they're both kind of one's screaming, one's trying to scream. <laughs> Listen, you, you, have... you said it doesn't sound deep. That sounds quite terrifying to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you're going to have some like uh, really weird soundtrack in the background mm-hmm. and it's just going to make it slapstick and just ridiculous. Yeah. So it's, the tone's going to be the tone's going to be different. <laughs> but either that or then it just kind of like pans to a college campus or something like it always does at the end of these films and you <laughs> see what's changed and how they've learned to live the opposite end of the spectrum. Something like that, I don't know. Yeah, I like that. I like that. They sort of mo- they sort of learn to live the other person's life in a way. I can't oh. enjoy it more than their previous oh. life. Oh, <laughs> I, I've got something. I've got something. Yeah. 200 IQ players, I always call it. So as part of their dating montage, what they do is they they go to a gorge, right? And he stands at one end and then she stands at the other and then she talks and the echo of it of the gorge makes it louder. Right, that's, that's how sound works, right? I think. Um, and then and they finally you know, have a conversation at the, at the same volume with yeah. each other. That's actually quite good. It's quite sweet. That, that's quite yeah. a good idea, actually. Yeah, like Something like yeah, that. There's something go. in that, isn't something there? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So the only Just way like if you like, if you like, perfect. if you like, yeah. fart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you like fart too loud on a mountain, you can cause an avalanche or whatever. So you know, like I'm thinking. That's. I'm not 100. Dan's a sound guy. I'm going to throw it to him to just corroborate whether that's true. I mean, if the fart is loud enough, precarious in the first place, wouldn't it? Is what I'm saying. So there but is I a condition know. where, under the certain right parameters, you can you fart, fart so hard you create an avalanche. Yeah. 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 Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, it's always. I mean, possible. I think it's probably over exaggerated for film. Yeah. Like when Bugs Bunny does something or Wiley Coyote makes a noise. <laughs> His bill goes all the way around. <laughs> um, but I think that'd be quite like speaking in some, something that can naturally amplify a voice. Like that'd be quite an interesting way for them to have a conversation at the same mm. pitch. Or go to like St. Paul's Whispering Gallery. 
Sure. What's what that? is that? Is that where you can Sounds kind of horny. The same volume. The top of St. Paul's Cathedral, there's yeah. the top, the acoustics are amazing. That If you whisper on one side, they'll hear That's you on the cool. other side. Wow. Yeah. Oh. But then wouldn't they, they have to like, live there or something? Wouldn't they have to live in two separate places? That, so that they... could, yeah, so that could be like... We the... are thinking this hard, aren't we? But, yeah, are <laughs> you taking your idea and so... making it too serious? Yeah. No, no, it's, it's fine. It's, it, it grounds it. Well, this is what the original director had in mind. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like that could be, you know, the, the pan at the end, so you see how they're enjoying life. They, I guess they could live there. I mean, you see them like, <laughs> both of them they're living built... there, like one of them living there someone yeah, the other the other side of the world <laughs> they build a dome they build a dome house so that they can with the same acoustic <laughs> levels would he so maybe he works work. on a building site or something have you got the job for us elliot for him or because if he works in a building site he can yell stuff to people like up above at the top of the you know things like he's the, top the, of the safety guy yeah right when the jackhammer's going he <laughs> yeah, can yeah, shout yeah. louder than the jackhammer so that's why he could build something at the end a house where they can both live in I think we've taken this, this. Okay, we might have just added the original scripts to your idea. Yeah, that was the OG was, script. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not what but, we got. But really, they're just both in a hospital bed, um, <laughs> in sort of a horrific state, but with this comedy music as we as we slowly <laughs> pull out. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So, what's I think last thing from earlier? What's the tagline? God, uh, didn't think of this. Um... Something to do with like. Not He's a loud mouth. She's a uh, quiet mouth. That's what. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or you, quiet like... mouth. Come over here. This is good. This is good. I like the idea that the director scrawled his own taglines on the script oh. at the end, and that's one of them. No, right? it, like, it, yeah. and it said mouth, it said she's... He's a loud mouth, and then there's a coffee stain over the second bit, and it's like, <laughs> oh, what, what could he have said? She's a question mark? Question mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All night he's trying to think of the thing, so he comes up with just quiet. I, I think okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest this. Yeah, go for it. It's it's the tag the tagline is he's a loudmouth, on the movie poster, and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. He's a loudmouth. She's a and it's and yeah, it's so that's, small on the poster like that. that you can't see what it that's, is. That's cool. Yeah. So finally, just just to cap it off, Elliot, it's a fantastic idea. Thank you. How, what is the experience in the cinema? If if somebody says to me, hey man, like if they said to me, hey, come and watch. The room and i'd go oh brie larson i love brie larson no not not the room the room or not the room whichever one the top tommy wiseau one is um they'd go no it's the wiseau one you've got to come and watch it in the cinema with it it's amazing come and sit and watch this and then you they, you know you're taken to an indie cinema what is what is the experience i'm going to get when i sit down and watch this film what's the audience gonna feel like what's the experience i'm gonna i'm gonna have um I imagine a lot of audience participation where they're just quoting the lines. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to picture the three-minute silence scene, how the audience <laughs> is going to react in that scenario. <laughs> like, are they going to be, like, just I think there's a lot of critics just... that come out, like, worried that they're going to look stupid, not understanding it. So there's a, there's a lot of initial sort of 50-50 marmite about it yeah where some are like really over talking and overthinking the piece and others are like well this is trash <laughs> so it gets a lot of um traction early on yeah so the, the critics are kind of in two minds some people are like oh this is really deep like they're really jabbing at like the rom-com thing and others are like, like i mean they tried but like no they didn't <laughs> it's terrible yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, just, i just had the names it was axel and lisa oh axel i think is a um i think axel was like uh meant to be someone of great 
peace and like quiet, which is uh -huh. why I chose Axel. Axel and Lisa are great. That's I'm glad yeah. I'm glad you had that. Yeah. Anything yeah, else? I, I think that's I think that's I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> Critic reviews not great. Yeah, it's just a. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like sounds like slash cheap to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, but no, the I fans think, I think love it. So, so that's fine. <laughs> the fans love it. <laughs>
and the, like, the car park is like just full of people and he's like what the hell's going on and he goes to his office and Josh Widdicombe who plays his left hand man is messed up all the bookings and he's basically got one of every wedding to have to do today <laughs> right and he's got to do Love it, it. And it's like the biggest day of the year and it's like you know the best weather or whatever and so it's him running through all these different kinds okay like what have we got okay i need to make sure like yeah where, where i'm lined up with all of like my different robes i've got to put on and oh i need the book and and who are the people and it's and there'll obviously be like loads of different points where he'll start to get names wrong or have to be reminded like someone have to write like he's like oh, i can't remember the names he's like josh whittaker whole writes them up on a board at the at the back of the um back of the hall and he's like has to like walk around and 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 riff and it would be interesting like he goes into loads of different things so he'll like go to like a um like a satanist wedding where he has to like sacrifice like a lamb or something like that (laughs) and then he'll walk out like completely covered in blood like going to uh i don't know some vegan ceremony i don't know do vegans have their own religion feels like they do the amount they preach about it but um, I think it's probably would it would it should be a new age form of paganism. Oh, it's it? sort of like no, it's sort of like uh, veganism, um, like Rastafarianism. They don't eat anything with eyes, do they? Do they so, not? Because eyes are the key to the souls. So they don't eat anything with eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so it'd be that. There you go. Be that. But yeah, that, that's that's the sort of the 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 premise that I've got. But what's really nice is because it is this you know, like this massive place of, of, of those different kinds of religions and stuff, you've got opportunities to have loads of different actors um, from different uh, like races and backgrounds and ethnic groups and religious groups to be able to sort of accurately represent their beliefs and their religions inside of this, inside of this film, which I think is quite interesting because often, you know, a lot of people who are like Jewish will have to act like, catholics don't they in films and it's it's quite an interesting sort of thing to be able to do that so it would mean that we could have all these amazing cameos of just people all around hollywood or all around the world and different kinds and then we get to see what the the melding of all these different um religions are and Mm -hmm. i sort of imagine the building to be like this huge sort of like from this from the sky it'd be like this almost like like a palace sort of like they've converted it into it sort of like a massive um what's someone in brighton could it be yeah i I sort of get what you're saying part of me thinks that sort of like a massive taj mahal like a big sexy looking taj mahal with all these different sections in it see now i sort of like the idea that it's it's sort of What's the best way to describe One it? One location. Well, yes and no, but like something humble, I think, is important. So, like, there's a difference between, or I'm not quite sure if, if this is the forum or if I have thought about this at all. But the difference between faith and religion is is interesting, and and I think <laughs> a lot of um, a lot of uh, re- buildings, religious buildings, are quite opulent, and and uh, often that's at odds with with what they're what they're sort of Actually, proposing. So how can you're we right. bridge you, that gap? You are no, you are a hundred percent right. It's not. I'm I'm rewriting the script as we go. It's mm-hmm. not one massive. It's not a massive with different sections. It's one building that between each of the weddings, they've got to make it. They've got to put the appro- the right appropriate um, decorations, decorations yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Right, I think I that like feels that. right. That's Maybe good. it's an old built, like an old theatre, 
that there is an old Baroque, like amazing sort of building and it's been donated or patched up mm. and it's got a sort of more of a sort of ad hoc vibe to it, more of a sort of communal vibe rather than yeah. being sort of strictly, you know, like a religious building. You know? And he's just like, they're like, look, can't we just, look, they're, you know, they're Catholics and they're Christians. Can't we just lump them together? Can't we just do the same thing? And he's like, no, we can't. It's really important. And it's, and it's just things like that, like that sort of, oh, okay, well, maybe we can try and rearrange some of them so that they're, uh, so that they can sort of have a bit of a better flow to them. And then, you know, like the, the black metal wedding comes straight after like a, a white wedding or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't know. But the, the yeah, I like that actually, because then they have to try and like scramble to get it all done. And, and the reusing sort of like, things is funny. Like yeah. you reuse, like yeah. just taking something yeah. and twisting it so that it fits a different you know, ceremony and they don't realise that it's from a different ceremony. Yeah, completely. they just take the cross and they just turn them all upside yeah, down. For the <laughs> yeah, for the Satanists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like some of them, like, I don't know, might respect the cross but not the effigy of Jesus on it. So they're, they're having to like take out the nails and pull him off. It's on magnets know? so it can pull off. <laughs> They've thought about it. Yeah, exactly. It's on magnets, yeah. So um, yeah, I like I do so, like that. I like that. It's very sort of inclusive, isn't it? And very sort mm. of uh, almost almost the satire in there, the humor almost comes from the fact that a lot of these things are interchangeable because a lot of the core beliefs yeah. are the same because yeah. a lot of them are positive. So, you know, there's a lot of humor to be derived from that, isn't there? You know, of the different faiths mm. sharing a lot, I think. Yeah. And I I I I want it to be, and I don't know whether the the crowd agrees with this, so let me know if this is a good idea or not, but I want it to be that he nails it, no pun intended, um, RIP, Big J, but um, but he does it, he, he, nails you know, it he does it really, line. really well. Yeah, brilliant, there you <laughs> yes. go. Yes. Um, and that would be, but I want him to actually do it, like, it, it would be like a, full, like a full, full on day, but you know, the reason why he is the master of ceremonies is because he actually, like, yes, there'll be things that he might mess up and cover up or whatever, but they, he basically, I think, gets it all right, and he succeeds, and like, not, there's not a single person, everyone gets happily married that day, and you sort of have that, you have the, it would be a photo so he just gets the one wedding photographer in and he lines everybody up outside of the church like all of the couples all lined up perfectly and then that's like one of the wedding photos that gets taken is everybody and uh, that would definitely be like the the credits would just be them like moving between all the actors wouldn't it yeah 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 so they're like, shuffling to get, the two their, yeah. to get their photograph taken because like maybe he's only yeah. got one photographer and there's a huge line and then yeah. there's loads of crossover and people are mixed together and all the, the sort yeah. of different faiths and people will pop up in the wrong one and but they take it anyway and they like yeah. because during the film they'd have got to know each other so they're actually pally with and, a few of and, the other people and yeah and everybody parties together at the end because they're all happy that they got married but like so... they're also lot, uh, is it just marriage or are there lots <laughs> of different ceremonies like lots of different types of ceremonies would be interesting or is it all just because it may be not marriage or civil partnership, but maybe there are other types of like festivals and, and I religious think, events. I think, well, things. you see, this is the, this is, um, that's the first film. Marriage is the first film. And then because it does so well, ah. they, they make, they make a sequel, yeah. right? And it's called, it's called uh, Master of Ceremonies, colon, coming of age. Uh-huh. And it's young Steve Coogan getting to that position and doing things like bar mitzvahs and quinceañeras and but things like that. In a in a sort of Godfather Part Two type way, it's also the old Steve Coogan. So they go back in time, and you have both parallel storylines. <laughs> like because this yeah. is their epic, you know, like it's like two and a half hours long. And then can the third one be about funerals? 
That it has to be, yeah. doesn't it? Um, it has to be about different really and, and and the way different cultures and religions deal with death and and how they have healthy ways of dealing with it. That has to be the third one. I don't know what you'd call it. Master of, Master of Ceremonies, no weddings and a funeral. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no weddings and and twelve. Yeah, funerals. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I was a bit like unsure at first because I think like it's because I've I've been watching a lot of films like. Um, I'm doing like a, a, and you'll know this, Ryan, because you asked to watch Gladiator, and it's taken bloody ages. But I'm watching, I'm watching yep. this sort of epic swords and sandals films from um, approximately 1940 ben. something onwards, and trying to ben get, Hur. To, yeah, yeah. So we're just about to get to Ben Hur, actually. Um, I, I skipped a couple. I skipped Ulysses. I skipped something put like the, the jacket, the robe. Um, but we watched uh, Ten Commandments, Spartacus, and it's and another one. Can't remember now. Um, I'm sort of fascinated at how uh, epic films were like obviously quite pushing quite a religious agenda, obviously. And some yeah. of it's mm. quite weird to watch now as we're moving towards a more, um, I don't know, I, I guess maybe more faith based rather than religious based. I don't, I don't really know how to, how to frame it, but being of a religious family myself, found it quite interesting to watch how much of propaganda it felt like. It was propaganda of the time, mm. I suppose, um, before mm. it then moved into sort of, you know, post-war propaganda, I suppose, films started to turn into uh, after that. So so at first I was a bit shaky on it because I thought, um, it's, it's, you know, when you show lots of religions and lots of faiths, you have to sort of make sure it's it's. A culturally appropriate and balanced. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, you're not, you're not doing anything in the wrong way. And I, I think that's, you know, they get... Like the the production on this is that they 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 make sure that it is respectful to every religion, like in its own way. Like I know, yes, we're talking about like Satanists, but that's the a very large like religious belief across the world. Um, and so you know, I find that they so they they're the sort of in in the in the actual credits, the like the it's cultural religious consultants for like absolutely religious consultant is just yeah. like a ridiculous yeah. long long list of people. Yeah, um, in the beginning has that uh, Ubisoft Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, this was this made, by was made by multiple faiths and creeds. <laughs> yeah, but but I, I, yeah, because it's very easy to. To be insensitive, isn't it? It, it? You know, especially when you talk about religion. Especially or when you're definitely doing sort of just like see it like, from as... your perspective rather than from yeah. know, a balanced perspective, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is this? I was wondering if this was because you're playing a paladin our, in our Monday stream, our Blood and Song at Blood and Song on Twitch.tv at 8 p.m. British Standard Time. I see what you did there. Um, but is it because you're playing a paladin in there, which is a kind of religious figure? If you... Yeah, I am. I am. I am playing a paladin, um, and you can find us on Twitch forward slash Total Party Win. Nice. Uh, to find us in Twitch to um, do that. Nice. But no, it, it's not. I, it was, it was thinking paid. of it was thinking of um, just the term Master of Ceremony. I think mm. it was it was sort of it was a nice thing to do. Um, and yeah, it's I you know when I think of ceremonies, I think of weddings. I think of like celebration. I think of people being happy. Um, and then I was like, that's too. That's too. How can I make that funny? Mm. Steve Coogan. You know, what's, yeah. you know, like, but also, also yeah. like someone who thinks about even, you know, it doesn't appear on in screen, but you can, you understand it, you feel it. Someone who thinks about the roles that they're doing and thinks about its yeah. place, yeah. you know, within humanity, because he's quite a deep thinker, Steve Cookham, uh, which, yeah. is, which you wouldn't have expected, I don't think. I, one of the things I was going to say is I think it's the sort of film where it gets attention 
in, you know, like critics like it because the entire wedding sequence of the film is maybe shot in one take. Let's yeah. do it. It's got to be, be, isn't it? it? It's got to yeah. be. So all of those those things is like live theatre. Yeah. Like if it goes wrong, if the yeah. prop goes wrong, that's it. And that's the beauty of it is that like the 12, the 50, I mean, however many it is, it's all perfectly choreographed. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. that. And are we saying that even... Uh, e- uh, what was that TV show that Dad loved that like they didn't have enough money to, to film... Like use the canisters or whatever, not the young ones. It's something similar to that, isn't it? Where they just, if they messed up, they literally would then just go and reset and start again. Oh, really? What? And even if it was recorded? Yeah, no, it was recorded, and they basically would just they'd go in and they'd mess up, and then they'd just reset the stage and then go again. Dad talked about it; he, he loves it. Um, and so it'd be like, I reckon yeah, okay. it's like that. Like, like that. they yeah. are literally trying to do as dancers like theatre, right? If something goes wrong, then they then they themselves have to scramble to do it and yeah and actually the shot that they use in the end isn't the perfect take they actually did a perfect take but the one they did another one just for giggles afterwards that went better because some things went wrong and in the scramble to get it right that was funnier that's even a little one cut of the deadish isn't it like i don't want to sort of give too much of that movie away because because going in blind to that movie and watching it in its entirety is like is, Mm. is is why it's a spectacular film but yeah, a little bit of a one cut of the dead vibe. Like the mistakes make the film as well in many ways. Yeah. 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 The sort of the, the touch point to this film, I don't know if you guys saw Confetti, like with Martin Freeman and Stephen Mangan and Olivia Coleman. It's like, yeah, I think that's it, already got the vibe that I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> but it's, just it's from like, description, got, those. it's got, a, yeah, but it's got some, they're basically, they are competing for the best wedding. That's what Confetti's about. But it right. sort of has this half documentary half film aspects to it and i think that is that was my touch point when i was thinking about it which is and it's such a it's a film that i i haven't seen in ages in fact i looked at it in imdb and there's like a lovely photo of fat jimmy carr so like you know that's <laughs> that's uh, uh it's been interesting to see but that yeah i think that's and i think it goes it goes over really it's not one of the obviously the westboro baptist church fucking hate it mm-hmm. um because why wouldn't they? Um, but I think it goes over quite nice. I think people like it's tasteful. It's funny. I love the one shot of it. It's it's. It, you, I really felt like I was part of the crazy day that Steve Coogan was having as the master of ceremonies. And you know what? I'm happy I got to celebrate it with him. Before we hear the final pitch for today's episode on Master of Ceremonies, um, that's Dan duping for this episode, um, we want to just remind you that at the end of the series, uh, you at home uh, listening, again, I always say you at home, it's such like an old school like wireless thing like you know on the radio. Um, hey, you at home. You at home. Um, the listener uh, will get to decide. You'll get to vote on the final, and we'll whittle it down and you'll get to Give us your uh, your thoughts on on who you which which idea you love the most out of this series, um, and also let us know any of the the losing ideas that you loved, any anything I missed. If I missed a real cracking idea that should not have fallen by the wayside, hashtag Dan was robbed. Let us know. Um, you can let us know on the hashtag Dan was robbed. You can let us know what ideas that you really wish um, I hadn't kicked to the curb. And we'll throw it in as a wild card, and we'll respect. We really will respect that, and we're we we really want this to feel, you know, like we're we're not just pitching to each other; we're pitching to you guys at home as well in good old Blighty. 
Um, so <laughs> we, uh, we, yeah, so, so that, that, that'd be great. Just, uh, so where can people do that, Ryan, if they want to get in touch with us, apart from on the hashtag, damn is robbed. You can find us on all social media sites at slash Jeep, but you can actually just Google, you can Google slash Jeep, uh, two words and you'll be able to find us. We've, we've successfully found a title that beats all SEO, even incognito mode, um, and duck, duck go. So, you know, we, we've, we've done it. Uh, but yeah, find us on that. Make sure if you head to YouTube, you are subscribing. Um, Sean is putting up new episodes. In fact, the last episode was actually a video episode. So if you're listening to this on all good streaming sites, um, you can find out what Sean and Ryan actually look like in, in slight costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very slight. Um, but I don't normally wear that hat. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, we're in black and white for that episode because um, we actually did one where we went back to the roots of, of where Slash Deep began uh, and we discussed black and white movies, modern, um, past, present, future, and uh, touched upon George Miller's entry, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, Black and Chrome, which is where we first certainly heard about the term Slash Deep. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's uh, on our YouTube page. So, yeah, definitely make sure you, su- you subscribe to that, follow, and do all the necessary things. Everything's got a different sort of thing. Don't follow on iTunes, but leave us a bloody review. You've got to follow on follow on Spotify, don't you? Follow on that. Or do you subscribe on that? Doesn't matter. Click the thing that makes the thing tell you, you when know. you turn up. Click the button. Good chat. Click the Good chat. button. Strong chat. All buttons, Thanks, please. Elliot. Um, Except the dislike button, don't click that one. Yeah. <laughs> or you can, because it's still good for the metric. So you do what you like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All, all PR is good PR. Excited, Dan, for your one or two. How many? How many words is in this pitch? That's what I want to know. Does it break? Oh, hey, do you know what? It's quite worrying that the 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 film itself slightly short, but I'll probably extrapolate. But I have like a cast, a director, a composer. Wow. Okay, this is going to be a tough. This is more than I usually do. Do you have a film though? Wow. Wow. Zingers. Well to be fair, the last last episode, um, Alexander won just on the cast yeah. alone. That is true. Basically. So Come on, Dan, know, give us your slash learning from the best. Master of Ceremonies. Okay. Excited. Master of Ceremonies. because uh, I'm the dupe and I take you know, best examples from Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, I had I came up with three ideas, of which two are almost instantly trashed. And number one was Master Ceremonies, the follow-up to The Wedding Singer, mm-hmm. including Adam Sandler, where he's uh, Master of Ceremonies at weddings. Okay. Straight to Netflix. It, it basically, it's a, re- yeah, it was not, yeah, at the time it would have been straight to, to VHS or something, but yeah. um, literally almost the identical um, story, except he's married now to Julia, Julia Guglia. He's not Julia Guglia <laughs> anymore. Um and like it's about them and going through troubles in their wedding, in their marriage, which comes out in his, um, in his emceeing of other people's. Oh God, yeah. But yeah. basically, it's the same. It's the same thing as the wedding singer. They tried to spin off the success of that. I thought there's only so far you can go with that. Yeah. The next one, uh, was a Fifty Shades of Grey style movie, um, Master of Ceremonies. It was about the colouring ceremony in um in a dom sub relationship 
you can go on and look that up if you don't <laughs> know what that is. But it, they were the word master kind of felt uh, okay. right for that and uh, the ceremony. So there was a bit of like that really playing into the... I, I would have liked it, to have heard that one, but, you know. I know, I know. I, I mean, we can talk about it later, right? Sure. Um, but yes, it definitely master. plays into the awful, yes, the awful sort of... Fifty Shades, we can, we, you know, we've had a chat about how bad Fifty Shades of Grey yeah. really is, um, but it plays into that. So it would have been both wonderful and hilarious in the same way that Twilight is a, apparently an epic fantasy <laughs> trilogy. Um, ooh, oh. We're going to lose all our fans. I actually watched the first one for the first time uh, the other day, wow. and it's, yeah. it's really was bad. That I didn't know <laughs> it was that bad. So you, you watched it scene for the first time yeah, a few days ago I watched it for the first time. I just I've got away with not watching it for that long. And uh, to be fair, it, why did it's you so do it to yourself now? I'm kind of hooked. I want to watch the the rest just to see if it picks up. Like, because it had a huge fan base. Like, uh-huh. is there a reason, or was it just because naked men? No. I th- I think you've hit the nail on the head. head. Um, I think you've got it right there. Yeah. Also, the teenagers, no teenager, they don't have prefrontal cortexes, so they don't really have sort of rationale. Which is why these movies go yeah, so well. True. What's my excuse for seeing the first Resident Evil film, for example, and saying, do you know what? I'm going to watch every single one of these. And it's probably the You're same thing. I'm a completionist. That's your, that's yeah. your problem. It's completionist. And also, you, you, you want, you want to, what you want to do with the Resident Evil films is take 10% of all of them, smash them together, and then pretend that that's yeah, the headcanon that, of you've got it, the Resident mate. Evil films yeah, yeah, in your head. That is fair. Yeah. That is fair. It's yeah. just the bit where his face gets sliced by all the lasers. That's that's Resident Evil, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Where he's yeah. going through that. Just that bit. That's yeah. that's Resident Evil. Repeat. Immense. Um, and then I finally settled on a, a a horror a horror movie. Okay. About a cult. A cult. Uh, so I put cult horror movie, but it's not a cult movie it's it's, it's a, a movie, movie about, about a cult <laughs> maybe because i've been playing uh assassin's creed odyssey mm. recently and it feels yeah. like um but this idea of um a cult that is uh within built within the society of of the world and is very easily sort of entered into if 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 you want to and then i was there was these parallels with i don't know whether you know about the alison mack of smallville fame. Uh, oh yeah and she yeah. got she got arrested for being this is nxivm or something it's called um which was like a sex cult almost like a, a, a yeah it ended up being a sex cult and a, tra- a human trafficking cult but it started off as like a self you know, self-help place like a, yeah. uh, you know, is this real life? making yourself feel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real life. She's Alice, been arrested for yeah. three years. Alison Mack from Smallville. Um, go Google. Wow. In yeah. fact, if you look up her name, it doesn't tell you any about thinking about Smallville or anything. It's just all about this. And to sort think of she color. spent so long working and, on Smallville. And, and she was, and she was the, the hottest one in Smallville as no, well. No man. Lana, La- Lana, whatever her name is, Lana bloody Stan- Lang, whatever. Standard beautiful, what right? Yeah, Come so you've got, on. It's, it's like the willow. She's the willow of Smallville. Yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. The first thing that comes up is Alison Mack enjoys one of her last meals as a free woman. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. That was a day what ago. Was her, what was, wow. was it? Jesus, what was her, yeah, what was yeah. her last meal, by She's the way? So, That's what I want to know. While oh, we're, I, oh, yeah. Uh, Look it up, up, quick. It's Spence is killing me. Kristen, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Kristen Crook? Kristen Crook? Crook, yeah. Crook. Man, she was stunning. That's, you know, come on. It um, was full of very pretty people. Yeah, that's true. Little Coyote Pizza. Little Coyote yeah, Pizza. Even a picture. Wow. 
Does it look, ap- even a pizza. Does it look what appetizing, toppings? Elliot? What toppings? The- yeah, toppings, yeah. I can only kind of see the back end of it. I, it doesn't really look... It looks more like a pie rather than a pizza. So maybe uh, it's, it's like... It's... It's, 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 it's uh, a... Okay. Chicago. Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. So, Chicago, sorry. Still, no, I still think we need to know the topping. You, you, there's, nothing on, there's nothing on the topping. This is critical <laughs> information. Just one awkward photo. Yeah, yeah, no, you can just... I suppose an awkward yeah, pizza photo is the last That's all we've got for now. No worries. Awkward pizza face. What, what was she? What was she? What um, was she in for? What, what? So, so she so it's for sex trafficking. Wow. So she was initially uh, in, in, in approached as she was coming out of like the end of Smallville and stuff. I believe I'm I'm uh-huh. paraphrasing, but um, and when things things were like a bit tumultuous and like she was taken under the wing, and Kristen Crook actually was part of uh, NXIVM. And so they, they they went to this place together for um, affirmation, you know, feeling good. And then she got into this subsect of it where basically her job was to schmooze other women to come and join wow. the cult, at which point they were sort of branded by the the leader and to become his wow. sex slaves and to like human traffic. So, it, yeah, it, it and, but the thing is, what I want to describe, like it, uh, like it intrigues me how someone that seems so. I mean, she might have been in a bad place in her life and, and you know made some bad choices. But how easily someone, say innocent in inverted commas, or someone with decent morals, can very easily and very quickly slip to doing quite horrific things. So, and it, and it's because of a very charismatic leader, mm-hmm. and this person manages to convince them step by step to undertake more and more horrific things starting with tiny things you know like i'll just steal that so maybe she meets him at a bar and she she uh, really enjoys his company and and he gets her to like steal a matchbook at the end of the night or something and and like Mm. but he knows he knows you can see he's he's got a playbook and he's slowly but surely corrupting her he's the master Mm -hmm. of the ceremonies and he he slowly takes her further and further down this rabbit hole to the point where she's maybe human trafficking but by the end like torturing and killing people from this very almost innocent pure person to like but not sure how she got Mm. there but utterly believing that she should be doing what she's doing and like justifying it so it's like a psychological horror as well we watch her justifications of all these things um to the point where in the end maybe she tries it's definitely not a great ending she's she maybe sees the error of her ways but in doing so she is um she is killed she's murdered the end of the end of the piece is her um dying in the master ceremonies bathing her blood or something or something i don't know <laughs> but it's definitely not a happy ending it's yeah, a horrible okay. horrible like uh, indictment on what these kind of things can yeah. be um and it's it's going to be directed by james wan okay yeah because he yeah. is it's Fair it's going to have that kind of body horror but also psychological i thought he was absolutely right for this mm-hmm. you know with off yeah, the yeah. back of swords you like get that. it when you say james Wan, um, you're and like, actually okay, yeah 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 okay i've got, I've got the time i know where i am um and actually there's a bit of sore um bit of sore um crossover because i think the composer is going to be charlie klauser mm-hmm. who did who did the sore thing but it's because he's got that nine inch nails marilyn manson kind of um heavy no it's not heavy metal is it like industrial metal yeah. beat kind of stuff going all the way through and in the clubs that they meet in it i think it really lends itself really well to that sort of 
internal like buzz mm-hmm. and noise. Um, so that's where that's the the general outlook. But I've got I've got a bunch of cast, and I think I think it's a it's a ScarJo mm, okay. um, film. She's okay. the corrupted mm-hmm. woman mm-hmm. because I think she's got the she's got the beans to do that, hasn't she? Really. But uh, I'm I'm caught I'm caught here now between Tobin Bell mm-hmm. for another Saw reference or Dave Thewlis, the guy from Harry Potter. Oh, I love David Thewlis. It's got to be David Thewlis. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, him then, because he's he looks he's got that he's not chiselled gorgeous, but he's got that kind of charm yeah. and smarm that says someone that he knows himself. Yeah, do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And he could convince. He's non-threatening, I guess, as well. Which makes him more threatening. Um, that or Mads Mikkelsen, and I don't know which one, but I think I think, I think Mads Mikkelsen's a bit David close Depp. because of um, Hannibal. Yeah, because of the Hannibal. Yeah, yeah. I was thought so, maybe yeah, someone let's go with like we're called. If it was maybe like I don't know what Patrick Dempsey looks like now, but like oh my, listen, sort of someone who okay. could could have had some young I, I, sex appeal. I love David Thewlis. It's part of me says it's between him. And stay with me here, Macaulay Culkin, right? Like, there's something about I. I just feel like he can be charming. Or maybe I his like brother. The, Who's I his brother like that was in? Um, you know, Scott Pilgrim and so mm. on. And he's in. Um, he plays like a sort of smarmy, rich uh, kid. In, uh, in, uh, Kevin. No, Kevin is the name of the character. <laughs> That's his name of the character. But either way, um, a, a Macaulkin. I, I like the idea of a Culkin. Maybe as he's like second. Yeah. Like the okay. first contact. Yeah. Like the second, the, the, the his second in command, the, or he's yeah, like yeah, his yeah. lapdog type thing. Um, I really you like need that. The gravitas great. Of and then, don't you really as well? As the you dog. need someone that yeah. knows what they're doing. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like he's not messing about, and it's well thought out, well planned. And we, we're as the audience are kind of let in. We can see his play, mm-hmm. but not enough to know where he's going with it, and we can't believe that she's gonna end up. But we, but it's got to be so well acted and well written that you, you almost, as you're going along, are justifying it for her. So you're like, of course, of course, you'll do this. Of course, it makes perfect sense to do this. And like, I don't blame her mm. until the very end where she's cre- committing atrocities. And you're like, I've been on this. I want the audience to feel like they've been on this journey with her and put in the same situation. Mm. They'd have done the same, and they're, they're fucking grateful. They're just in a cinema yeah. and they, <laughs> they weren't actually put through mm. this journey, right? Um, I've got a supporting cast of Michael B. Jordan, nice. Mila Kunis, Blake Lively, mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie, because she's going to be one of the uh, mm-hmm. you know sort of the uh, yeah. older women that have been involved in this and actually facilitate this by making it feel. Because one of the problems for Alison Mack was that there were a lot of older women or women that she could look up to who mm-hmm. were part of this pact and had already already bought in and were actually making it seem far more palatable and acceptable. It almost seems a bit like a pyramid scheme in a way. Exactly. Someone actually did describe it as a pyramid scheme. It is described as a multi-level marketing company. Yeah. Not a cult. Because you get somebody in, a girl, to be sex trafficked, and then you probably have Mm. less of the heat. You move up Exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tessa Lynn Thompson, because I think think we've got this, you know, she's got that kind of power, hasn't Mm. she? Let's be fair. Which... Again, sort of more maybe the more aggressive side of, of the feminine side to like get mm-hmm. like the the push against maybe someone like Mila Kunis's side of like feeling a bit more innocent. 
but well well within it so it's like that it's a, it's the ensemble piece even though it's between really dave and scarjo mm. in terms of that's that's the the center of the piece we see how these other people and going through their own turmoil are like like you say in the pyramid scheme the, the worse they make her the the more they can step back from the atrocity and she's just maybe more pliable than some of the others or more willing to go yeah. there so it's a it's a it's a psychological but also then body horror and like full full grossness yeah. i think um but the, the idea is that you walk away thinking oh christ i I think I might be capable of yeah. that, and I feel disgusted. Yeah, yeah. And I can't think at the moment, but there there are films where they really make you root for a character that that actually you realise you were sort of wrong to do so, or that or that it's so uh, close what's, to the what's line. That, what's that one with? Um, is it like the 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 one with? The... Hold on, we'll cut this out. When I think about his name. Oh, we're going to keep it. <laughs> it was in three hundred. Jared Butler. Jared uh, Butler. Yeah. Yeah, Joe yeah. Butler. It, that, it's not enemy of the state, but it's something like that where yeah, he's like, like he, prison face. Ten years after a massacre of his family. Yeah, oh, and you sort of, and you, but you root for him, like, but he's he is like doing awful things to people, or, isn't it? Like sort of. Yeah. yeah. You kind of root for him, but you know what he's doing is. I'm just. You know what he's doing is because he's like he's doing it against he's doing it like against the system, and but actually he's. Is it the just... one with Jamie Foxx in it? Yeah. No, like no, 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 we don't, we don't Google her. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, while Ryan finds that... Law-abiding, law-abiding I, citizen. Listen, I was close with yeah. my guesses. Mm. Yeah. All right. um, well, see, I, I do like that. And I and I sort of... I I want to put forward this. How about, like, Scarlett Johansson also has a screenwriting credit because I feel like... Um, and I watched a video on this the other day and it was it was fantastic at sort of, it just blew my mind because when Chef came out, everybody loved it. I thought it was a little bit lacklustre. It was the film that um, uh, John Favreau did after uh, he did Iron Man 2. Um, and mm-hmm. it was like a little indie film that very much had the flavour of... He, he had like a... Uh, yeah, food he had a food van. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it very much had the flavour of an indie film like he did Made, which was a sequel mm. to Swingers. And he, he, you know, he has his indie roots, which is why Iron Man won so good. So it's sort of, I wouldn't even say it's thinly veiled. I think it's very thickly veiled. Or no, the veil is thin. The thing that's layered on is thick, isn't it? So it's definitely thinly veiled. Yeah. Um, essentially, he starts at a big Michelin star restaurant. He's a head hotshot chef that wants to do something to surprise, this is the very basics of the start of the film, he wants to surprise the critic that's coming in and the the restaurant head at the last moment tells him to do what they did last year because it got him five stars or whatever the maximum amount of stars is. He doesn't like that idea but he goes along with it and after the critic gives a bad review, he leaves, he, he leaves and he makes his own food truck to find the joy of cooking. And if you replace cooking with filmmaking and you replace head chef restaurant owner with marvel you have what happened to john favreau at the end of iron man 2. so it's really fascinating to watch it as an examination of the film industry and how he felt so he made a film mm-hmm. about how he felt about how sort of devastated he was um which has now given it a new new sort of lease of life for me and now this is this is scar joe's way of describing her her yeah. feelings about the film industry so as she's well. left 
Black uh, Widow. She's left Black Widow behind. She's been literally, and mm -hmm. I mean this in a good way as a fan, but for her, she's been replaced in her own movie by the next actress, yeah. uh, which is fascinating. Um, and in doing so, has been messed up by Disney. Has In real life, she was. there's lots of things going on at the moment about her trying to sue yeah. for damages and for, for, for damages yeah. with, with, with money and, and all sorts of things on the back end. And it's being picked up and given negative press, positive mm -hmm. press, whatever they want to do with it, they'll do with it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, part of me feels so like it's her, this is the film it's she her up. reflection on how she got to that point in the first yeah. place. Yeah. With the yeah, charm and, the, so. and of Hollywood yeah. and stuff like that. If I that, like if it. That can add a like layer it. to it that still doesn't disrupt. But made fi far more sort of like really visceral. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I, I like the idea. I don't know. I like the idea with where you're rooting for, but I don't know whether you're rooting for her or like it's aghast that she's doing it. it. Yeah, but sympath you sympathise with her, but you can't believe she's doing it. At every stage when she's done it, you're like, how did you get there? And the next one, you're like, I totally understand why she's come. Oh my God, why are we not? You know, that kind of seesaw the mm. whole way through um, until she's just gone one step yeah. too far. So the, so the cult then, what is it? Does it have a goal? Because some cults, I imagine, are very sort of... Um, they have a singular leader and a singular vision and it all funnels towards mm -hmm. this person. Which is which is just Dave. Yeah. And I think he's... Yeah, I think he's just... Um, He's just a predatory right. man, isn't yeah. he? Really, if we're going to be as we're going to be as blunt yeah. with the the simile mm. with 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 Hollywood, he's a he's a predatory man and and is is all consuming with his power and he plays with people just to show that he can I, I and like, that he can. Yeah, go on. I was going to say I like the idea. Of maybe at the end, you see him basically like just go into the same scenario that he started. The film with, with, with Scarlett Johansson with someone like, like you yeah. see him like put another jacket on and go go to dinner and it's with someone else and he's like introduced yeah. himself in exactly the same way and like so yeah continues. Uh, yeah and maybe there's a journey between Milikunis and Scarjo where she's she's bringing her in yeah. as part of that and we see maybe she's one of her first yeah. victims yeah. and stuff like that so yeah yeah bringing I, Florence I, Pugh I, like in. I mean she... uh, someone else into the to the Marvel <laughs> machine I mean uh, the the cult <laughs> but nothing against Marvel movies or anything. I don't understand how, you know how that. Yeah, we, we haven't got the money to be to be sued by them. We're sued, yeah, sued by them. So it's <laughs> yeah, we haven't, got that, we haven't got that kind of money in the bank. You said their name. Oh, no, 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 the mouse is coming. Um, <laughs> there's a horror movie to be made about that, isn't there? The mouse has yeah. to be a character. Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. There's, maybe it's going too far, but the mouse has <laughs> to be a character. It. Save it for the, the film, next right? episode, Sean. Save it for the next episode. Like, I don't know who the it's mouse the, is, but the, the mouse is the special. enforcer of, of David Thulis, right? It's Yeah, definitely. Love Played it. by Patrick Dempsey. Um, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like a lawyer. That's how he goes off. in and he sort of trips. Like, anyone who's on the fence about something, he goes in and he fucks with their head, right? And he, like, you know, something yeah. like that. That's that's the mouse. That's That's one of the characters. Um, yeah, squeak, squeak, it. motherfuckers. <laughs> so people are going to compare this. Squeak, squeak, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's the tagline for the film. There you go. So no, 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 you can't ruin it at the last moment. Not for this one, for the other one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, people are going to compare it to The Master by Paul Thomas Anderson, which, which again, at the time was compared. So I guess where, this is where it differentiates was compared a lot to sort of the echoes of uh, the origins of Scientology, um, which of course it, it wasn't about that, but it was easy to sort of codify it like that. Mm -hmm. um, See, but yeah, people might compare it to the Master, but how? So how how are we going to sort of make sure that they don't like that they feel very diametrically opposed? 
how are we going to sort of where are we going to set it as well, well i think that because well i think it is, it is now and i wonder whether they actually use alison mack as a consultant mm. on it for it's like so to make it like really real yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and try and get her psychology of it through. And I think the difference is it's the focus is on the victim rather than the the sort of the perpetrator in this. And we're watching the darkness of the new of, of Scarlett Johansson. Do you know what I mean? Rather than rather than watching the manipulation, it's watching her yeah. gen, genuinely take yeah. go further and darker yeah. and. Because also in the master, and it, I mean, I, it was it was very much about two damaged people, sort of like beasts, like animals in the wild finding each other, yeah, um, like Timon and Pumbaa or something. Um, but <laughs> like, so it wasn't really about like an incredibly predatory person preying and on in, in this cycle. It's a very, it was very different to that. Yeah, um, but that is interesting. Yeah, this is definitely should feel uncomfortable, yeah. and it's like it's shot in. It, it feels obviously because we've just all watched the Matrix trailer, but it feels that kind of that bluey, greeny, dark, you know, sort yeah. of that that kind of grit yeah. that we would see in those uh, that kind of clubbing scene or whatever. Maybe it's got a bit of well, that I mean, going there's on in psychology there. behind why those colours are used. You know, they're sort of mm-hmm. they're calming, they're unassuming, they're they're not vibrant, and I think that plays into I mean, it i wonder whether there's a, this massive psychological like this the thing is i really think about this film is that it was really well thought yeah. out because it's cutting such a fine line do you know what i mean mm. it's one that people will look back on as like oh everyone was at the top of their yeah. game when they did this it was you know dip was on fire. yeah yeah, yeah. sort of people will reflect on it afterwards and realize how great it was yeah, yeah film film students will watch it and go my god how did how did they make each shot work so that i'm I'm. I understand yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely got to come out and want to have a shower <laughs> yeah. afterwards. Thanks for that, Dan. Um, as a dupe, that was a very um, uh, fleshed-out idea. It was nice. It's nice to have you duping again. It's always nice to see someone, uh, you know, doing something different. Um, and Ryan as well, um, coming out with a something that is sort of almost something that you may have there's an inkling of something already in your head because you you know you you are going to be an MC to someone's wedding so there's just a little something and then the seed grows when the title falls in your lap so that was that was very nice to see um and a really fascinating turn of events from Elliot so normally we sort of try and add those layers right it's normally like someone will come to us with the ideas and then one of us will try and add those layers but you already came to it with those layers which was great you know i gave you an onion yes you gave us an onion <laughs> and what a delicious onion it was it was caramelized right but then on the inside it still had that hot onion spice um it was great so elliot your uh, if, if i can uh, synopsize uh your idea uh you you came to us for um for uh master of ceremonies with um a sort of cheesy mid-2000s rom-com featuring Keanu Reeves and Liv Tyler. Starts with a meet-cute between them where Keanu's Axel has a condition that, that keeps him at the top of his register. He's always shouting. And Liv's Lisa has a condition where she can only whisper. And it ends in a sort of tragic comedy. I was finding out that tragic comedy is something that apparently is becoming a new genre. A sort of tragic comedy, Romeo and Juliet-style bittersweet reversal of 
of their conditions. Um, but what I loved was this twist of fate that the original director's intentions to sort of lambast and riff off of rom-coms were completely altered when he died and his brother being differently minded made it into a straight rom-com uh, missing all of the original ideas and intentions. Um, what's fascinating as well is that some people have come to us with a sort of, all right, this idea is a cult classic sort of thing. It's going to be like um, Troll 2 or something like that. But no one's ever put into um, so much detail how it got to that point, right? And I sort, of li I sort of like that, you know, you've given us the onion. Um, or the leak. I like it. It felt like a leak. You know, there's lots of layers on a leak. I'm always having to chop leaks in this house. Um, so I, I absolutely what I loved about the idea is um, the, the very idea that there's a person that cannot be quiet. It's just shouting. Kyrie's just shouting everything is hilarious, right? And then the idea that, that someone is so quiet they can almost not be heard, hilarious. But then you add the idea that they, they thought it was going to be good and they tried to make it good and it just failed spectacularly. It makes it even funnier. It's like a family guy sketch mm. for like two hours. And I, I just, I, I love it. I love it. It's a great idea. Um, and the idea that it turns into this cult hit, um, I, I, yeah, it was great. And, and we've never had anyone sort of come in. Be so meta. Yeah, we've, yeah, I, I love it. I love yeah. it. And you've re you really put some thought into it. Um, uh, Ryan, we had, uh, uh, a Steve Coogan picture, uh, an All Faiths movie where due to a mishap, Josh Widdicombe, by the way, excellent casting with Josh Widdicombe. That's, I've been listening to a lot of his XFM podcasts on YouTube. Some, when someone's doing the Lord's work, if you will, if you'll take the parlance of, of this idea, uh, and is putting them up onto YouTube for me to listen to. Um, so great choice there. Um, but due to this mishap, uh, Coogan's character, did we have a name for Coogan's character, by the way, Ryan? Steve. Nah. Um, Steve Coogie. Coogie must he must MC several multi-faith, multi-denominational wedding ceremonies all in one day. Um, hijinks ensue, and everyone realizes how similar they are, and how much empathy and cooperation and love can be shared between all of their uh, different ideologies. Um, I, I first of all, I, I love the personally, I love the third film that we that we that we didn't talk about more than the other two. I love the idea that it's a, that it could be a trilogy. No weddings and lots yeah, of Yeah, man. Like, part <laughs> of me thinks if that was the pitch, like, that's, it's a done deal. Sorry, everybody else, go home. But I get that you have to work to it, man. You've got to put the Assassin's Creed down yeah. before you can get to the Assassin's Creed 2 brotherhood, you know? So, but, but it's, I'm glad, it's, sort of, it's nice that it comes at a time when, um, you know, we're sort of ready to go back out into the world. We want to see films where there's lots of people and lots of people, you know, cooperation. We're at a point still coming out of the end of the pandemic where like cooperation is a real big deal and people sort of coming together and supporting each other is still a huge deal. Um, so it's definitely timely. Um, it's inclusive. Also, um, it's, it's educational. I know that sounds silly, but like, for example, I'm fascinated by how many different sects they are within Christianity, how many different uh, Muslim sects there are and the difference between them. I'm fascinated with that. And like what, why these people believe this slightly differently. And then the history of that is, I honestly find it fascinating. So if, if there are clever ways to insert that into the film, 
you know, so that you're also learning like, oh shit, I didn't realize that. You almost, it's like you're having a conversation with people of, of multiple faiths, you know, over a period of time. I think there's something special in that, you know, I really, I really do. Um, Dan was duping today, so with, with uh, Dan's idea, we had a James one uh, psychological horror about the slow induction into a cult um, of a young woman by the Master of Ceremonies played by David Thewlis. It was uh, ended up being a sort of Scarlett Johansson, uh, sort of almost like a tell-all that sort of has the feelings of what it's like to be taken in by a big machine and manipulated and then the struggles of coming out of it the other end, if you come out of it the other end, or possibly even uh, bringing somebody else in, in your place. Uh, and the justification of her increasing her behaviors, the justification of her as her behaviors increase being like a genuinely really frightening and creepy thing. Like there's, and I've, every so often it happens in a movie, but it's very rare, but when it happens or in a TV show and you sort of think, damn, I was, you know, I mean a bad example or an example that didn't do it too well would be Game of Thrones, you know, sort of by the time you get to the end, you're like, shit, we were rooting for the bad guy all along. It's like, that's mm. that's fascinating. Didn't, didn't pull it off, but mm. like the idea mm -hmm. of it is there. Um, and and I just love the idea of like a, a, a of that sort of of a horror where you justify the horror yourself. You know, it's almost like a slasher film where you're like, no, no, no it makes sense that, that they're killing all those people. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. You know, it's it's the only way to do it. And there's something in that that's like really, um, uh, really, really powerful and and important, I think, as well about grooming and about like um, uh, sort of the way people where you trust people and they can bring you um, into something um, without you realizing it. So, so there were three fantastic ideas. Um, I've broken it down in a slightly, I'm doing it a slightly different way this time. I don't know if it's the right way to do so it. So that no one gets their hopes Yes, that's up exactly it, dashed. yeah. Because I yeah. normally realize that I did the one I picked last <laughs> normally and I, I just didn't want to do it. I wanted to, I'm yeah. now going to do it, I think, in the order that, that they were pitched to me. Um, so that no one can sort of, yeah, get their, get their hopes up too high. Um, for all those reasons I've listed, I absolutely loved all of the ideas. And I, I, I don't know if you guys agree, genuinely, um, particularly Ryan and Dan, but this is the hardest for me to pick between the three, I think. Um, and it's, it was so close, but I know, I know, so close. I know how hard you've been working, Dan, and to come at it with, to come on, on and dupe and to be able to come up with something that sort of feels very sort of visceral, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's, it's, it's your idea, Dan. And I'm going to say, Elliot, your, yours was so close to it. I thought I was going to get stabbed in the back. I, I thought, thought I was going to be just going to go. So well. Well. Was, unfortunately, I'm going to go with yeah, then Ryan's just slotting well. underneath, which was also fantastic. <laughs> they're all like this, man. Mm, they're all three, three <laughs> fucking all, great. All, yeah, all three great. Fantastic ideas. So, um, I will, I would agree with that. I think it was really tough. I loved the like Elliot. We've never had anyone talk metally about their films mm, and the directors and take take us beyond. Yeah, yeah, and like that. So you know, even the take that into solace the fact that like you're the first person to bring that angle to slash Jupe, and yeah. now we so might have to win. think about that and incorporating that yeah. in in the episodes that we'll do in the future also elliot will you so we did a previous ep so we've done a previous episode on um we did a twilight special uh, to do the solstice and then we and we actually broke down the the and did our own slash Jupe take on the eclipse 
uh, Break and Dawn, and the other one, New Moon, Full Moon, something like that, of the Twilight like series. That. So will you keep us appraised of the Twilight series as you go through it, now that you've just finished the first one? Will you let us know how you get on with them? And then... Uh, you want me to do some reviews? Yeah, man. I can do some... Yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah, I've got a lot to say about the first one. But yeah, well, by the end, will my opinion have changed? Let's, let's find out. <laughs> no, so if you go, so we have, idea. we've got, we got discussion on our Facebook group about, yeah. about this. So we have some people uh, will comment um, their ideas for episodes. So put it, if you listen at home, you can, you can, I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but uh, we would love it if you could put your review and then if you could see what the other reviews come out with and then we'll, they'll be immortalized. Yeah. Uh, and we'll and see, we'll see, we'll how see people what people think on our on our hmm. uh, Facebook, particularly, or on our uh, on our Twitter, and we'll we'll um, give you a shout out the, the the next episode we do. Yeah, that'd be great. And we'll have we'll listen if we we'll we'll find a way to have you back as well, Elliot, because we've had a great time. So we'll, yeah, a lot of fun. You, was, if you come back, we'd we'll, we'll love here. to have you. Yeah, yeah, mm. nice one. Um, so yeah, that that's 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 it, Dan. I hope you're I hope you're happy. With, I'm very happy. That's really made my week. Thanks. A round of applause, Sean. Yeah. Oh, look. Gracious. So gracious. <laughs> we've never had a round of applause either, Elliot. So you're probably the best loser no. we've ever had. Um, but don't think of yourself <laughs> yeah. as the loser Congrats. because it's Dan's idea that has to go forward now and be judged and yeah, could potentially in much greater have detail. to make this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, all three of you. Thank you, Elliot, for your time today and your wonderful idea. We're very appreciate it. It's been a wonderful um, having you on. It's been wonderful. Thanks for having me. And uh, Dan and Ryan, thank you very much. As always, as always, a pleasure. And we'll uh, see you all soon. Everyone at home, crank up that wireless in two weeks' time, <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll we'll. Uh, See you soon. We won't see Something you soon. Fresh will we? coming in oh. for your ear holes. You'll, you'll hear us soon. Is that a thing? Doesn't matter. Sure, just uh, one one quick thing as well. So, a friend of the friend of the pod, uh, Rowan Kelly, uh, actually put out an EP this week uh, under his musical pseudonym R A K, which is broken up. So R dot A dot K. Uh, he's actually asked me to sing on one of the songs, which was pretty good. So I got to fit. I got my first Spotify feature credit, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, so it's a uh, check it out. You can search search for it wherever you listen to good streaming services that are AK. Recorded in the Capo Studios, twenty twenty one. What's up, danger?